Well, good evening, everyone. Happy New Year to you, and welcome to our first College Success Formula members-only broadcast for 2017. My name is Tom Bodorf, co-founder of College Success Formula here in the lovely Dana Point Harbor in Southern California. Well, we're privileged tonight to have a very special guest joining us from Nashville, Tennessee. His name is Anthony O'Neill. Now, as you'll learn, Anthony has an absolutely fascinating story to tell. At age 19, he was deep in debt and short on hope with no direction of where his life was headed. But after hitting rock bottom, with sheer determination and the grace of God, he turned his life around and committed to helping students find and pursue their passions. Since 2003, Anthony has helped thousands of students succeed with money in their work and personal lives. Like all of us here at College Success Formula, many of you are total fans of Dave Ramsey. Well, Anthony has joined Dave's organization, Ramsey Solutions, to spread his encouraging message to students nationwide as a Ramsey personality. I encourage you to go to Anthony's website, anthonyoneal.com. That's anthonyoneal, O-N-E-A-L.com. There you'll find links to all of the social media platforms where you can follow him, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. Well, welcome, Anthony, and thank you so much for joining us as we kick off this new year with our members. Hey, Happy New Year's and good evening, Tom. I'm just excited to be on. And thanks so much for having me. Oh, it's our pleasure, our privilege. Thank you so much. Well, Anthony, I'd like to invite you, first of all, to share a bit of your story with our listeners. So let's start there. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, Tom, I made a lot of big mistakes when I was younger, especially uh, right around an 18-, 19-year-old mark when I was transitioning into college. Um, I remember just walking onto that college campus and seeing you know, a bunch of uh, great people, <laughs> beautiful <laughs> ladies and, you know, freedom in front of me. And uh, the very first thing I said, man, is, you know, I need to get some money. I need to get some credit cards uh, because I'm just going to have fun. <laughs> and so, you know, when I walked onto the campus, the very first day, of course, I got hit with a lot of credit card offers. Right. And uh, the very first big mistake I made was to fall for the Get two free pe- get two free large pizzas, and <laughs> a free T-shirt just to fill out this application. Oh my goodness! And uh, you know, I was like, I'm not gonna. I don't really care about the credit card. I'm not gonna get the credit card. But I sure enough want the the pizza and the free clothes. You know, I'm in college, so <laughs> I That's need right. all the free stuff I can get. Sure. Uh, but to make a long story short, you know that I, that that pizza actually ended up not being free. Um, I remember getting the credit card. Uh, Tom, about a month and a half later, and I, when I, the very first day I got it, I promise you, within 30 minutes, I went and charged $150 at Red Lobster to take out my young lady at that time to dinner, a <laughs> very expensive dinner, and then the very next day, I wanted to impress her even the more, and so I sent her uh, two dozens of red roses, oh, some chocolate, goodness. teddy bears, you name it. You felt um, rich. I yeah, I got rich. I was like, yo, I'm, I'm going to spend this money, and so that was about $150, oh. and then I wanted to impress her some more. So I went and bought her a nice, expensive name brand purse, and that cost me about another $150, and then I needed gas. And so uh, within a matter of 18 hours, you know, I already charged $500 to the credit card. And here's the thing. The credit card limit was only $500. So within 18 hours, I maxed out the card. And so I did what 
anyone else does, Tom. And I paid a small little $15 payment. I send that in. And then a month later, I get a statement back in the mail saying, hey, Mr. O'Neill, thank you so much for making your first payment. We see you're in school and you can use some more money. <laughs> so they raised the $500 limit oh. to $1,000. Oh, oh, no. Yeah. And so within about 45 minutes, that $500 extra bonus that they gave me was gone. <laughs> I went and put a $500 sound system in the back of a black on black 1987 Nissan Maxima that could not even go in reverse. So I had 250,000 miles on it. It can't go into reverse. The car is only worth maybe about $500. And I put a $500 sound system into the car. <laughs> and so I'm at a thousand dollars already. They heard it coming now, though, didn't they? <laughs> oh man, yeah, they, they heard me coming. Uh, but when it was time to go in reverse to back out of the parking lot, man, it wasn't a pretty picture. <laughs> oh, oh my, you know. Uh, but you know, just and, and and so from right there, I would say that's a thousand dollars. And I was like, man, this is easy. Like I'm out here just swiping all this stuff. I can go get more credit cards. I can go finance a lot of things. And so within a matter of six months, you know, I went from being um, completely debt free to having $15,000 in credit card oh, debt. Oh, my goodness. Um, and then on top of that, I added another $10,000 in furniture debt uh, to furnish my apartment. Oh. And so within before I even turned 19, I'm in $25,000 in debt. And unfortunately, I made some bad decisions in, in college. Um, that I lost the scholarship that I had. I lost all my funding. Oh, and when I lost no. my scholarship and funding, I, I got kicked out of school. When I got kicked Ooh. out of school, I lost a job that was connected to uh, my college. And so um, I had to go back home. And well, at least I thought I was going back home. And my father uh, would not allow me to come back home. He said, hey, you said you're a grown man and a grown man is going to learn and deal with his consequences. Wow. Um, and that was my dad teaching me or starting to teach me how you have to live with the choices that you make. And so because I didn't have an apartment um, and because I couldn't go home, I ended up putting all of my stuff in the back of my car and I was sleeping in the Walmart parking lot. Oh my goodness. For six weeks of my life, yeah. Wow. And so uh, that whole time, you know, I'm just sitting there like, what in the world, what, what why? I mean, Tom, I'm, I'm sitting there washing myself um, in the back of my car, um, taking a bath, oh. uh, eating, trying to find places to go and eat. And every all of my friends that I spent all this money and, and swiped my credit card for at the time, none of them offered me a bed to sleep on. None of them offered me a place to come eat. None of them offered any kind of help. The young lady I tried to impress, she broke up with me and didn't <laughs> want to deal with me at all. Oh, and no. so... Um, that was just the time that was really as that was really the day and time that I really said, okay, wow. And, and God really convicted me and said, Hey, you are in this place, not because of your mom, not because of your dad, not right, even because right. of your friends, but because of the decisions that you made, you were trying to impress them more than you was trying to live the life that I've called you to live. And it was at that time, you know, time that I made two decisions. I, I completely gave my life to the Lord and said, hey, you know what, God, I'm going to live for you and do you. All right. And two, um, if, when I get out of this, it's not about it, but when I get when? out of this, um, I'm going to get completely out of debt, and I'm going to go after every young person in the world as possible. So, you know, today I have a mission of, of reaching 5 million young people over wow. the next five years, sharing my story, and really helping them make quality decisions. Because here's the key thing that I really want young people to know, and especially to those listening to us tonight. 
is that the caliber of your future will be determined by the choices that you make today. And so I made the wrong choice and my future then, which was my past now, was I had to pay for those. I, I had to live in those right, consequences. Right. And so I want to help young people and, and help them prevent some of the mistakes that I've made. And that's just why I'm here. So that's my story in a nutshell. And I don't want to keep talking because I know we got a lot more to talk about, but <laughs> that's just where I'm at. Why? And wow. I'm excited to be here. That is just amazing, Anthony. What, what a great mission you're on at this point, too. So that, that was truly the low point of your life, wasn't it? Yes, sir. It was the lowest point of my life. Wow. And, uh, wow. But you know what? It's funny how God can use the lowest point yep. uh, of your life to help others prevent, to help others to not go that route. And so they can stay on the high point. So I'm just, I, I'm honored now that uh, God kept me through it. And I'm able to use it as a testimony and story to prevent young people from going in my uh, mistake path. Wow. Well, boy, thanks for sharing that. Well, that, that's, that's just fascinating. My goodness. Well, you know, Anthony, a, a lot of high school students that we meet here at, at College Success Formula, they, they have no idea what they want to do once they do graduate from college, yet they feel this need, this actually more of an obligation to enter college at age 18, uh, just after graduating from high school. What are your thoughts on this when they have no idea what they really want to do with their life upon graduating? You know, Tom, what I tell students as I travel around the country is, hey, don't be in a rush, you know, yep. uh, because, again, the caliber of your future is going to be determined by the choice that you make now. So if you make a rushed choice, a rushed decision, um, it could be a hasty decision that could cost you a lot of money. It could cost you time and it could be a headache in the future. And so what I tell students all the time is, hey, sit down, think about it. You know, go, go sit down with your parents and say, hey, mom and dad, I don't know what I want to do. What do you think I should do? Maybe you should go talk to your youth pastor, to, you know, your pastor or maybe any type of mentors that you have out there and say, hey, hey, I'm lost. I'm confused. Can y'all help me? This is what I like to do. This is what I do not like to do. Right. I want to go to college, but I don't know why or what to take in college, <laughs> you know. And then I tell young people, too, hey, listen, if, if you miss going to college as soon as you graduate high school that first year, that's fine. As long as you're doing something in life to learn more about yourself, maybe go get a job. I, I don't know what it is, but as long as you're doing something with your life to learn more about you, that is fine. But I, I tell students all the time, don't rush going into college. Maybe you need to sit back, learn more about you, seek. I mean, the Bible tells us to seek, you know, wise counsel. So maybe go out yep. and get multiple wise counsels from different people who who you can trust that will speak positive and speak realness into your life listen to them and then you go back and you just think and you pray and you look at it and say okay this is what i'm gonna do and this is this is not what i'm going to do so that's what i tell students Tom. great advice and we're with you all the way you know i, I know dave ramsey talks a lot about you know, getting a marketable degree as well yeah. some of the degrees i see anthony these days some of the majors are just flat out goofy. I mean, <laughs> these students yeah. have no idea that nobody's going to r write them a paycheck for some of these things that they are majoring in. There, there's something in the order of, I read this recently, something like 7,000 majors now in college. And, right. and as we know, they are not all marketable degrees. <laughs> and it's not even by just marketable. And even some of the studies that we found here within our organization is that even, uh, for an example, you go out there and you pay $100,000 for 
you know, this degree as far as in your bachelor's and master's, but then the, the career field that you go into is only going to pay you $40,000. Yes. So again, it goes back to making that right decision right. and doing your proper research. Why, why would you pay $100,000, <laughs> you know, for a degree that's only going to pay you $40,000? Yeah. And then why would you even pay $40,000 for a degree that you're not even going to land a job in that area? That's right. And that's right. So again, it's just, you know, sit down, think seek multiple wise counsel. I'm not trying to sound too godly here on this show, but I mean, just get, get some yep. wisdom, get some guidance. Um, and, and, and it, it will help you out. And, you know, Tom, there's a, um, there's a great resource out there that I want to recommend to yes. students to where if you really want to um, learn more about yourself and learn more about the career field, go to findyourcalling.com. It's a great website uh, that if you, if you go in there, it's going to take you to like a little a little test to see what you like, what you don't like, ah. what is your character. Uh-huh. Um, and it's a great, great, great resources. And then what they do is, okay, based upon this test, based upon what you said, yes. here are the career fields, and this is how much this career field is paying. And if you like this career field, here is the, here is the degree that is needed in this career field, and here are the schools that offer this degree. And then here are scholarships to help you pay for the school. So it really helps you. Again, it goes back to making the good quality decisions and research and find your calling is another great resource just to help you along that process. That's tremendous. Now that was findyourcalling.com, correct? Yes, sir. Findyourcalling.com. Thanks for sharing that. Appreciate that. And you know, the concept of taking at least one gap year is really gaining some traction out there amongst Good. families. We recommend this to a lot of families where the student has no idea at all what they want to do, not only once they get to college, but what they're going to do when they get out of college. Gap years are very, very common and actually very wise. So I'm with you all the way on that. Now, another topic that is near and dear to your heart, uh, to Dave Ramsey's heart, and to our heart as well, is debt. <laughs> Regarding yeah. debt, Anthony, Students and parents have come, we have found, to accept this paradigm that student loan debt, and parent debt too for that matter, you know what, it's just a fact of life. What would you say to these families? You know, what I can tell you is this, that the average student is graduating with $37,000 in debt when they graduate from college. Um, And I do not like that. I think that is a horrible financial decision um, to, to, when you get into the adult life, you don't start off with freedom. You start off with bondage. That's and right. I do not like that at all. Um, and, I, and I'm and i speaking from experience because I, I did end up going back to school and I took out student loans and I just paid them off here within the last few years. And that was the most uncomfortable thing for me because it's like, why am I paying for my past? Right. And so I, I, I recommend uh, to, to young people like, hey, this goes back to a gap year. Maybe you start off with community college and you, you cash flow that process. Um, and then I also recommend if you want to go to a four-year university, that's fine, okay? We need right. to look at something that is in-state, um, that is very affordable, and we need to go very hard, go gazelle intense, like Dave says. Yep. I say have the mindset of an it-set-serious mindset and find scholarships, find grants. I mean, there is over $3 billion worth of grants and scholarships that go to waste every single year, probably even more of that. And and I'm like, there's no reason, there's no reason why anybody should be taking out student loans. Right. Not one. I can't think of one. 
but I can't say this, Tom, no disrespect to nobody out there, but if you're lazy, then probably it's like <laughs> what in the world. But if you're not lazy and if you really get focused and you really go after it, man, I know a, I know a young lady, Tom, she took my advice and she started looking for scholarships as early as middle school. And oh, when wow. she graduated, yes, when she graduated high school, her senior year, she had two scholarships. I mean, she had two of her favorite colleges offer her um, uh, acceptance. So wow. one was a very prestigious, um, it was Howard. It was Howard, very uh -huh. prestigious, very well-known. You said, bet. Hey, listen, yeah, we're going to give you $25,000 um, worth of scholarships to come here. But she still needed like another $60,000. Well, another school here locally said, you know, we're going to give you a full ride wow. to get the same degree. Now it's not as high as this other one. Right. They're very. They're still a very respectable school, and it's the same degree. And she said, "What should I do?" I said, "Well, how much money did you raise as far as in scholarship?" Well, she raised eighty thousand dollars in outside scholarships. Oh my goodness! I said, "So this other school is going to give you a full ride, and you already raised eighty thousand dollars?" She said, "Yeah." I said, "I think you can answer that question." <laughs> And so she did that. She went to the school that gave her a full ride. And here's the thing, because she went so hard and she really got focused, she couldn't keep all 80,000 of that, but 34,000 of that was able to go to the school oh. still. And that school added, ended up giving her like three to $4,000 a semester to live off of cash. Oh, wow. <laughs> so again, there's no reason why you should get student loans. I know people probably listening to me saying, he is crazy. I have to take out student loans. No, you do not. You can cash flow it. The average student, if you work about 20 hours a week, um, you can pay yourself through community college. And then there's several of, of grants and scholarship opportunities that you can apply for over the next two years while you're in college, I mean, uh, community college, to pay for your four-year university to finish your last two years at a four-year university. So there's no reason. So bottom line is there's no reason to get a student loan. Stay away from it. Take my advice. Learn from my biggest mistake. And I promise you, there are several, several ways. And I have several resources that I can even share later on, on good scholarship um, programs and, oh, good. and websites out there. Excellent. We know we're, we're strong advocates as well of the community college route. There, there's, there's so much belief in, in, in the community today, for some reason, that four-year college is so necessary right out of high school. And it's just a com completely misguided bit of information that's out there. And we're trying to change it as well, like you are. Community college is a great, great avenue for, for so many students that have not selected it. Uh, they think it's somehow less than, you know, a four-year college. It's a great stepping stone. And a, a lot of students probably don't even need more than maybe a one-year certificate or a two-year AA degree and so forth when they really determine what they want to be working on. The yeah. name of the college we have learned, Anthony, through the years, the actual name of the college is not nearly as relevant as everyone assumes it is. You know, we, we actually Absolutely. have a term. That we call it brand name paralysis. <laughs> we see it amongst, amongst students, and you know what? Their parents are afflicted with this thing as well. Brand name paralysis. They get stuck on the name of a college, knowing very little actually about the name of the college or what the college actually offers. They know very little about the culture of the school. You know, we emphasize, emphasize this a lot. The culture of the college today 
is so critical. I mean, there, there's political cultures that need to be taken into account before we send our, our students away for years, you know, into yeah. these, these machines. And yeah. it's a very important part. So many times, of course, there's a spiritual component uh, of, of many students that is often overlooked, even by a lot of Christians. It really surprises me. Some of the schools I see on their lists. So we have to take all this into account. So community college, a great avenue. Brand name paralysis, try to avoid it. <laughs> and <laughs> and debt-free college. By the way, that, that is one of our themes here at yeah. College Successfully. Debt-free college is absolutely achievable by, by anyone. It takes a lot of work. It takes some real commitment. And sometimes it means not going to our dream college. But you had a great story there, getting accepted, that young lady, into two colleges. Maybe maybe the school she went to, went to ultimately wasn't her dream school, but she got the same degree and had every opportunity in life once she got that degree as well, that education. So, Tom, she did. I mean, and here's the thing. She graduated last year, um, and she got her, a job. Uh -huh. So she graduated debt-free, yep. and oh. her job is starting her paying off at $60,000. Wow. So now you have a 22-year-old young lady, debt-free, making $60,000 wow. a year. Wow. Her life, her future is thanking her past right now. Thank you so much for not getting into debt and not taking out no student loans oh. because now she's making three to four thousand dollars a month. And if she budgets it right, man, she can be a millionaire yep. bef before she turns 50. Easy. <laughs> Absolutely. But if she was in debt, if she had student loans and credit cards, she wouldn't be there because she'll be trying to pay off her past. Absolutely. And so I, I, I totally agree with you. Community college. Um, I wish someone would have told me, Anthony, maybe you need to go to community college or Anthony, maybe you need to look at maybe a certificate program uh, because right. I don't think you're ready for for your school. And I'm, I wish my parents would have said it, you know, like, hey, no, community college is the best route. And there's nothing wrong with going to community college because the first two years you're knocking out your prereqs anyways. That's right. So so, I mean, why pay? $40,000 for your, for prereqs when you can pay maybe $10,000 for your prereqs and you can cash flow that learn and, and really get your mind ready for college. Um, because we're, we're seeing that a lot of students are dropping out their freshman year. So they sure let's, 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 let's avoid that by starting small and gradually going there. So that way, by the time you do get to the big university, um, you're ready, you're, you're spiritually ready. You are uh, mature uh, for that environment. Um, and and that's, 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 that's what I recommend to students all the time. You know, hey, listen, start slow. And if you don't know, go that route. Absolutely. I tell a lot of students, too, uh, I say, you know, when you get your diploma from your four-year college, if you attended your local community college, our local one here in Orange County is Saddleback College. And, okay. I, and, I, and I tell kids, you know what, if you go to Saddleback for two years and then go to your dream school, whether that here in California, whether that's you know USC or that's UCLA or Stanford yeah. or Pepperdine or Biola, wherever that is, say there's no asterisk on your diploma with a little footnote saying attended first two years at Saddleback College. <laughs> it's the <laughs> same exact diploma that a four-year attendee receives as well. So there's no downside to this and what a money saver it is. And instead of 25, 30, or in some cases, Sixty or seventy thousand dollars a year for some of these private schools. We're talking a few thousand dollars. The student can commute 
live at home, be working part-time, and so forth. So a lot of considerations there that we always want to share with these students. You bet. Yeah, I, now, love it. I love it. Now, Anthony, you touched briefly on, on students working in college. Do you, yeah. do you support that? Do you think that's overall a really good idea for students to have a job while they are in college full-time? Uh, I, I believe that it is. Uh, yes, sir. I think that every student um, should be working some kind of way. And then this is why. Uh -huh. One, it raises funds as far as in the help them pay through college, but then it also brings them around to the building discipline. I mean, they're learning how to work with people. And, and what I've learned is that students who work, let's say part-time, at least 20 hours a week, one, they're going to pay for their community college um, and help pay for even a four-year university if they're there. And then two, it, it puts them around people. So it teaches them how to deal with different characters. I mean, it gets them ready for life after school. So I do recommend that. I know that some parents don't. Uh, but Anthony O'Neill and Dave Ramsey, we encourage it. Uh -huh. We actually want it. And I know when my child turns 18, 19 years old, <laughs> he or she will be working. <laughs> now, I, I don't want a working. I don't want them working full time, but I do believe the minimum of 20 hours yes. uh, because it does so much more than just providing money. It's getting them ready how to deal with people, deal with characters, how to resolve issues when issues come up with individuals in the workspace. And I think that's very important because, again, College is about preparing you for life and preparing you for the workforce. And I think that the classroom can only teach you so much. So if you combine the two, man, there's, there's a lot that a young person can learn in that environment. Absolutely. We agree with you totally. In fact, we, we totally endorse and recommend that students do take jobs while they're in school, even if they don't get a, a formal work-study program, that they yeah. find a job. And I agree. I think the 15 to 20 hours is, is a great, great goal. I know my wife, my wife, Lorene, does a lot of research and gathers a lot of stats for our company. Yeah. And she has read numerous times, and this is statistically a fact, that students who are working in college statistically have higher GPAs than Absolutely. students who don't. Because I think the big reason for that is they learn how to budget their time better. Yep. You know, yep. The reality is there's a lot of, of potential downtime in college. Remember when I, I went to Penn State, and when I first went there, I remember I had some of these days in the week where I had no class whatsoever. I'd have maybe yeah. a Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And I'll tell you, you've got to really learn to budget your time. Otherwise, you're, you're kind of goofing off, and then uh, the night before, you're spending all night or doing homework <laughs> and cramming for tests. And when you have a job, you don't have that luxury. You learn to budget your time far more effectively. So I think that's great advice, Anthony, that, that job during school, uh, to the point where it's not affecting grades, of course, and they can't take on a full-time job. But I, I like your 20 hours. I think that's a great, great goal for for the vast majority of, of college students, with few exceptions. Yeah, 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 I totally agree. And I wish, you know, I went uh, there in Southern California as well. I went to Palomar College. Oh, sure. And, uh, yeah, and, and I didn't have a job. And, and I, I promise you, when I look back in the past, I'm like, man, if I would have had a job, I would have been more focused. <laughs> yep. Um, I would have paid my way through. I, I wouldn't have done, I wouldn't have had time to do some of the things that I did. That's right. Um, so <laughs> I tell young people all the time, get a job because you're going to learn. And then too, colleges tend to not only get money, but there are some programs to where, hey, that job would actually go towards some of your credit and some of your hours in school. So it just, man, having a job, I don't see nothing wrong with it at all. I highly encourage it.
I'm with you all the way. <laughs> well, Anthony, as, as you tour the country, uh, you, you speak all around the country, I, I see on your website. Are, are you seeing any particular trends that are essentially problem areas that could have been avoided and that you can actually trace back to decisions made by families when their child was still in high school? You know, Tom, what I found is one. There is one. And when I say this, parents look at me and they're like, what? <laughs> Students look at me and they're like, really? Uh, but think about it. How many times do you know, maybe your child or, or people listening, how many times when you're in middle school or high school um, did we ask our friends to borrow a quarter? Hey, can I get 50 cents for lunch? <laughs> hey, can I borrow a dollar for lunch and I'll pay you back tomorrow? And then they just started repeating that and repeating that. Yep. And that trend, that thought process, it got them into the to the the thinking process of, hey, can I borrow and I'll pay you back? And so right, even right. something as small as that uh -huh. transferring up to college is like because we got them thinking, hey, that's why we teach against allowance. Like, hey, you're going to work and not borrow. So I'm not borrowing yep. you any money. I'm not going to pay <laughs> you to, to do your chores. You're going to work, and for your work, you're going to get paid. You're not borrowing nothing. We teach against even lending money out to family and friends because yep. we don't want no one to be a borrower because we believe that the borrower is slave to the lender. So Absolutely. we don't want no one to be a slave. And so I just think that's a small trend that we have to get young people out of at an early age. Don't ask to borrow a quarter and don't lend a quarter because when they get older, they have no problem going to a bank saying, hey, can I borrow $25,000 to go to school and I pay you back? And so um, that's just that's one trend that I'm seeing. And I laugh about it all the time <laughs> because even when I'm in high school, I walk around. The kid would ask me, like, hey, Mr. Neal, can I borrow a dollar uh, so I can get this cookie? <laughs> and I tell him, you can't borrow it, okay? But I'm going to give it to you there we because go. I like you. <laughs> there we go. Right? So you're not paying me back because if you pay me back, um, I, I went – 100% interest. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> but, uh, you know, so that's just one, that's one thing that I'm seeing. Then another thing that I'm seeing is the students, they rush. You know, they think, i got to have it now. i got to have it now. Um, and then when they do that, it takes away the time. It takes away from budgeting. It takes, it gets them into the, like, hey, these Jordans just came out. Or, hey, this nice new purse just came out. Or, hey, this nice shirt came out. And I want to get it now. And right, so they go swipe right. it on the credit card. They do this or do that just to get what they want now. And then that trend leads up to like like me. I wanted a lot of things. And and before you know it, I didn't wake up one day and say, hey, I want to be in debt and homeless. But because right. I just started doing small trends and small things, and then boom, I woke up one day and I put myself into all that debt. And that's what I'm seeing with young people. And that's why I teach young people all the time, hey, why are you working? I want you to budget and I want you to save your money because if we can start the trend of budgeting and saving your future self will be like, thank you so much because you'll graduate college with 10, $15,000 in the bank rather than $37,000 in debt. That's right. This whole delayed gratification, <laughs> a lot to be said for that, huh? <laughs> yes. Well, Hey, in closing, Anthony, um, yeah, you've given us some great advice here. Is there any additional, perhaps like one major, massive piece of advice that you'd like to offer students wanting to attend college? If there's one piece of advice you haven't mentioned already, what, what might that be? Anything else? <laughs> yeah, the main thing is, you know, I would definitely say, hey, congratulations on graduating high school. Now you're going into college, and the main thing is I want you to say is, is to stay focused. 
and to stay determined and don't let anything distract you from graduating in four years yep. and, and, and completing the process debt free. That's the main thing. Stay focused and stay determined. Don't allow no one to distract you. If they're distracting you, get them out of your life. <laughs> That's right. If they are helping you push forward, you keep them in your life and go make America proud. <laughs> Amen. Amen. We are on the same page, my friend. Four years and debt-free. That is yes. always our goal for every student, every family we ever come in contact with. Absolutely. Now, you, you mentioned that you wanted to uh, refer to a few uh, resources as well. Do you want to mention a few of those, Anthony? Yeah. Um, another one for scholarship is Raise.me. Um, they are micro-scholarship, so it's a few colleges in there. Okay. Um, that, is, that is a great website, Raise.me. Um, another one, what is the name? I forgot the other one, but you know what I'll do is I'll have um, my office email okay. you that. Sure, that and I'll post it. I'll be yeah, glad to post it. Yeah, I forgot the name of that one. Okay. Uh, oh, I got it. It's myscholly, M-Y-S-C-H-O-L-L-Y.com. And a great resource for web uh, for uh, scholarships. And then uh, just come back to my website right around, uh, say, by April. And uh, a book. I have a book coming out. Oh. It talks about my mistakes. And it talks about the five mistakes you can't afford to make in college. Oh, wow. Uh, and I really want you to learn from my mistakes and, and avoid it. And uh, it's going to be it's going to be a great book, a yeah. great resources for high school students who are going and transferring into college. And I, and I can't wait for that process to, to really come. Did you have a title for the book yet, Anthony? That is the title of the book. Oh, <clears throat> wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, The Five Mistakes. Um, ah. It's called The Graduate Survival Guide. Oh, and okay. And the subtitle is The Five Mistakes You Can't Afford to Make in College. Oh, I love it. I can't wait to get a hold of that myself. <laughs> so that that's April release, you said? Yes, sir. It'll be out in uh, April 1st. Oh, excellent. We'll look forward to that. My goodness. We'll look, I'll look forward to that. Well, so well, well, Anthony, it has been a total pleasure talking with you today. And I want to thank you so much for joining us. And I hope we can do this again. Yes, sir. Please. Let's do it often. I love, I love this subject. Absolutely. Well, God's blessings to you, my friend. Thank you, sir. God bless me, you too. And for our listeners, I encourage you to go to Anthony's website, anthonyoneal.com. That's anthonyoneal, O-N-E-A-L.com. And there you'll find links to all of the social media platforms where you can follow him. And just a reminder that our premium pass membership to College Success Formula includes the entire 12-chapter online video course called Foundations in Personal Finance by Dave Ramsey on Financial Literacy for Teens, which includes some presentations by Anthony. Okay, so as always, we are here to help you succeed as you plan for your children's college. And you can contact us at support at collegesuccessformula.com. So until next time, take care. College planning success to you, and may God bless. Bye for now.